and welcome to this week's Talking Codswap. And your ears do not deceive you. It is me, James. I'm back in some form or another. And I'm here with Andy. But the weirdest thing we're doing is this is going to be some insane, crazy, off-the-huff thing, as Andy just said only a few months ago, because Gemma's not running at full speed, shall we say? Would that be a fair assessment, Andy? Well, I mean, whenever is when is Gem ever at full speed? <laughs> she's so laid back, so chilled That's out. It's true. hard to see whether she's moving. That's true. I mean, I sometimes wonder if, you know, we had a, a face-to-face conversation with her, if she'd be wearing those fake glasses, you know, with eyes on them. So we assume yeah. she's awake when really she's just completely chilled out and out of the picture. Yeah, just playing those random sounds through a, a recorder that makes it sound and appear like she's listening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's just saying things like, like mm-hmm, uh-huh, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, so how have you been? Because it's been a long, long time, like at least, oh, what was it now, October? So three months since we last spoke. My God, has it been that long? God, I thought it like a month at most. I mean, it's like you, you basically did a mind reader on me. The comment, I was going to say it's been a dog's age. It's been a very long time. Um how have I been? I've been very busy. I've been dealing with things from the the when my contract at work ended and dealing with stuff there. And I've seen friends and I've seen family and uh, I've been to concerts and doing all manner of kind of crazy things. So it's been I, it has not been at all a moment. Uh, it's felt like I've not had a moment to rest. And when I do stop, it ties into something you and I said just before we started recording. You suddenly start to feel like you're unwell. <laughs> <laughs> when you yep. when you find a moment to breathe but what have you been up to and i am shocked that it's been that long i mean we occasionally have touched base we've had a chance but obviously the last time we had a proper chat was before you did the really cool racing so yes what have i been doing well more of the same mm. really i've monday to friday i do that thing you know that pays for the cats and me mm-hmm. to eat um and then i do my commute home in the sim rig mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then i watch a bit of tv then i go to bed so and then at the weekends i do a lot of uh, sim racing like this last weekend just gone i did a 10-hour race and attempted a wow. six-hour race but only got three hours in <laughs> before we crashed see, and died see it's amazing that i was about to say wow 10 hours and then i remember the fact that when we last had a conversation about this you done like was it the 24-hour or 48-hour race yeah 24-hour solo uh yeah that that was a really enjoyable experience, but a bit of a shit show for the first four hours. But I got as far as 21 and a half hours before um, I called it a day. And was that the desperate need for sleep? No, no. Um, so basically the shit show was the precursor to me quitting mm-hmm. like 18 hours later. Um, basically... Um, I had planned to do it in VR, and mm-hmm. I'd got a brand new PC. Oh, um, very nice. Because, like, my laptop's good. It's quite powerful, but you always want a little bit more. That's you know, true. So, got it all set up, and I was just running the defaults. And my very good friend had also just got himself a, a PC. I said, mm-hmm. oh, let's do some tweaks. 24 hours out before (laughs) (laughs) and then i basically went from almost 4k-esque experience Mm -hmm. down to pixelated 
dial-up speed trying to watch a YouTube video, <laughs> pixelation. Oh, no. And it's like, fuck, 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 fuck. So, you know, I thought, okay, well, normally you just put it to bed, start it up the next day, everything's a-okay, mm-hmm. like nothing ever happened. No, that didn't happen. So the event started at one, and then for from about eight o'clock in the morning through to about one o'clock, I was desperately trying everything to get it oh, work in VR. So I thought... <sighs> Okay, no, I can't do this. Um, I'm going to have to revert to a flat screen. Ah, which you know, did, did the did the flat screen work okay? Flat screen worked okay. However, mm-hmm. and probably well, what's the problem? With flat screen. I use the flat screen at home. Yeah, but the and problem is, just... yeah, there's no depth perception. <laughs> so in VR, yeah. you are in the car, so you have that depth. So when you look at the dashboard, it looks like the dashboard is there and you can touch it. Whereas on a flat screen, whilst it is 3D, it is essentially a 2D image. So you don't get that sense of depth, which is fine. Uh, Yeah. But when you are going through corners at like 80, 150 miles an hour, you kind of need to know where your apex is. So you need Mm -hmm. to be able to judge from where your eyeball is to the rapidly approaching apex of the corner, which in VR, it, you know, I got it down to a T, got so used to it. But with flat screen, it's a, le- it, it's a, re- it's a readjustment. So I was I, all over the shop. I can understand that because you also will want the full-on terrifying experience of doing those speeds. Uh, I can un- understand that. What I would not want, uh, and the one thing I, I've hated when I've been, because I've been doing quite a bit more driving, like going, picking people up and taking people to places, is the wonderful joy of driving on a motorway when it's raining so hard you can hardly see what's in front of you. And yep. every other car around you is tr- either terrified or you get the odd psychopathic driver who's going at speeds. <laughs> That's uh, it. Far too dangerous. Exactly, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so it, my issue was for the first four hours, I was basically readjusting to a flat screen and trying mm-hmm. to work out, is this where I normally break? Um, but it's quite embarrassing because the guy who organized it, Basic Ollie, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> on the opening lap, for some reason, I think he started from the pits. So he ended up um, being behind me because I was last last in the field. And on his live stream, you see me thinking I've made a corner, <laughs> but I've actually dropped a wheel into the onto the grass, and mm-hmm. I've gone to accelerate in a rear-wheel drive car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so on stream, you basically see the talking Codswallop mobile do a 180 in front of him. And he's like, oh, my God. You know, you hear him. You know, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You know, well, and that was basically. you'll be memorable. That's it. So basically, I was I was crashing a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And the game will generally try and do repairs. But like in real life, not everything is repairable. This is true. Having been there and done that in a real car, yeah. Yeah, so basically 18 hours in, my wheels were so fucked that they couldn't. Every time I go to the garage, there's basically no more repairs. They'd basically repaired it as best they could. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you hold your hands out in front of you in your normal driving position. I'm doing it now to get the experience, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now move your hands to 20 past 11. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that is you now driving in a straight line 
<laughs> oh, that's nightmarish. <laughs> yeah. So it got to the point where I just I was so fatigued because I'm having to counteract, you know, because that's me in a straight line. If I need to turn to the left, I've got it's a lot of overcompensation and then bring it back again to get in a straight line. You know, or when you're then going to the right, you're, you're again, you're overcompensating and then you have to snap it back to exactly sort of 20 past 11. So, yeah, for, it took about two hours and I just got onto the radio and went, I've donated 50 pounds. I'm retiring. Enjoy the <laughs> take, rest of your race. Yeah. Take my money. Have fun. Now, of interest, uh, and if you've already touched upon this on a, another kind of podcast or episode of ours, I do apologize. But you mentioned about holding yourself in a funny position. It, it made me think of I dropped one of my friends off at the airport. Mm-hmm. nothing there were there were issues with that but I'll, i'm going to go into that another time but got back from the airport it was very early hours of the morning so i'm wondering whether you in a rig have this similar kind of problem which is where your body ends up feeling like a pretzel mm-hmm. so you've been holding yourself funny because i get out of the car sometimes after a longest journey and i'm like it's like i have turned into a pretzel i'm like limping yep. and yeah, can't stand up properly yeah and, and the other first world problem i had is that i've got uh what's known as a gtc um, so it's like a it's a bucket seat. It's it's just one shell uh, just because of the amount of brake force I'm pushing back into the chair. So on a normal car seat, it's like two two pieces. So it flexes. Um, but anyway, the the bucket seat is a 35 degree angle. So your legs are 35 degrees up in the air to try and get the maximum lift. So I'm then on a flat screen. So normally I, when I'm in VR, I'm sat right back with my head. Mm-hmm on the headrest but on the flat screen i couldn't get the angle right so i'd actually even though i was sat with my legs at 30 degrees my shoulders and neck were craned forward so i i had not only pretzel legs but i also had hunched over a laptop working my ass off shoulder and neck not sounding good i mean it's when i got out the car after i dropped my friend off i i it was. I mean, I got a massage. Uh, anyone who knows and probably listened to this podcast will know my frequent Swedish deep tissue massages so I can function for another 48 hours sort of thing. And, um, yeah, I could barely stand up. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, oh, it was really, really painful. <laughs> but we did this whole thing for charity. Uh, you know, yes, so well, that's that, the main thing, yeah. And so I remember aim- seeing bits of it. It was really good. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if anyone's bored and got 21 and a half hours free, um, you can just jump onto my YouTube channel and, and bore yourself. I mean, uh, enjoy yourself. Watch yes, that. enjoy, enjoy. <laughs> enjoy. Look at the cool car design. It's not boredom. No, no, never uh, boring. It's good. No. That's it. Come on. So, sell it. So, sell it. That's it. So the target was for a 24-hour race, that it was just a modest target of 2,400 to, to be raised for the Minds charity. Total was ten thousand eight hundred. Oh, that's brilliant. That is yeah. beyond brilliant. I mean, that is. I was thinking you might say oh, four, but no, very good. That's good. That's good. And one donor dropped. Mm-hmm. So basically, before I tell you how much, so to make things a bit spicy and fun and to raise more <laughs> money, um, you could basically donate some extra money as a viewer. Mm-hmm. And you could, let's say, like, OK, um, I'm going to pay £10. James has got a tell a dad joke or £25. Gemma's yeah. got a sing Barbie girl mm-hmm. um, or for I think it was it was £100. And the nominated player um, driver at turn one would have to tow back to the pits. 
which on that layout, because we're talking about 25 kilometers, um, mm-hmm. which I think in miles is what? It's got to be what? 16 miles, maybe? Probably around that, yeah. It's distance. Um, so it's an 11 minute tow, basically. So if you'd crashed, the tow truck would take you from turn one all the way around the circuit to, to the pit lane. Um, so that was about a hundred pounds, and I, I think there was like fifteen seventy-five pound things as well. Um, somebody dropped three thousand pounds as a donation for the top thirty to all tow back to the pits at turn one. Whoever that person, do we know who that person is? No, or is it anonymous. No. Well, I'll, t- I'll take my hat off to them. That's even even for the amusement factor of why they've done it. It's still up for an incredibly worthy cause. That's just brilliant. That yeah. Very good. So, I mean, it was immense fun. I mean, like like I said, for me, it was an absolute shit show. Um, I was annoyed. <laughs> I was frustrated. <laughs> but I knew we were doing it for charity. So I just, you know, I, I put my big boy pants on, put my tenor yep. for men on, and you know, <laughs> got on with it. Um, would I do it again? Fucking yes. Good. <laughs> Bring it That's on. what I like I'd to hear. Absolutely do it again. So, so yeah, it was absolutely good fun. And I'd say anyone who who wants to do um, just have some fun, do do online racing. It you can take it seriously or you can have some fun. Um, but if you enjoy driving, enjoy motorsports, dip your toe in. Um, I'm not promising it. It won't be expensive if uh, if you get into it. And if you do and you spend shit loads of money, it's not my fault. <laughs> I take no responsibility. But honestly, you can do it on the cheap. You don't have to spend a shitload of money. But I would, if you enjoy driving, you enjoy computer games, get on and do it, definitely. And what have you got for future? Pl- I mean, obviously, it's something you're still doing at the moment. So what are the kind of, fu- have you got any future racing offerings? I know you were kind enough to let me see the video of the the uh, the Cosmobile. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's really cool facial features. Yep, yep. So we've got the the, the Cod's Wallop logo, and it's strategically placed that the mouth is over the grill of the car. So on on the BMW, it looks super aggressive. Uh, mm-hmm. On the Porsche, it looked a little bit like is that a basking shark? <laughs> you know. But uh, no, the on the Cosm Bill. So what's coming up? Sorry, excuse me. Uh, so this weekend is a quiet weekend because I'm I'm out on saturday so it would just be two hours a uh, two hour and a half race uh, mm-hmm. on my own uh but the week after uh, i think oh that's a, that's a six hour yeah I've got six hours at le mans nice nice so every two weeks matt and i will do a six hour race and then every two weeks it's a two and a half hour solo um but at the end of October, I've got a four-hour solo. And then next year, Matt and I intend to do uh, 24-hour races um, but as a, as a team. Um, so nice. for the rest of this year, every two weeks, we'll be doing a six-hour race, which I'll be streaming on my channel um, until we crash and then the stream will end. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll be doing the same series that we do the six-hour. In the summer, they do 24 hours, so that'll be Spa, Le Mans, the Nordschleife, um, Sebring, uh, all the, the big ticket circuits around the world. Yeah, that'd be fun. So it's pretty much every weekend, a minimum of two and a half hour uh, individual races uh, all the way up to six. Um, and then the occasional 
12 hour special so i think in february it's um mount panorama in australia which is an awesome circuit so uh, so yeah no it's it's pretty much monday to friday i commute if you will mm-hmm. on the circuits mm-hmm. that i'll be racing uh, on at the weekend um i really should be out there looking for a girlfriend um <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I don't. I, I don't know because it, on my dating profile it says I do sim racing. <laughs> I don't know if that's putting people off, but you know I'm, I'm a bit conscious of um, misselling uh, myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, in the in when I've been out into something called the real world, which I wouldn't recommend, Andy. It's horrible and scary. And there are people out there. Mm. Um, but I um, I went out to York with my, with one of my friends and it was really nice and you got to see all the little historic things and go on the because the day we went was supposed to be kind of horrible and cold and wet and disgusting and it turned into a very nice hot sunny day and i even got a bit of sunburn so we did all the as one would expect historic things of walking on the walls and going to nice places to eat and going up you know and seeing the tower the you know the uh, the tower and going to the, the York Museum because you can only do so much <coughs> a day. But and we went somewhere called the Shambles, and this is the 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 weird thing that I got to experience. So the Shambles is a very small, tight, tight street with shops on either side, and it's one of these things that people like to go and visit when they're in York. And there was a queue of people, so we went on Monday. You know, not that busy. It's outside school holidays. Queue of people, and I'm trying to work out why is there a queue of people there? What's going on? And they were all queuing up outside a shop, even though there's a sign that said, do not queue outside the shop. Uh, and we, <laughs> there is a specific sign saying, do not queue here. People ignore it, clearly. So popped into the uh, the, the sweet shop, purchased some stuff there. And I said to the girl by the desk, I said, out of interest. I said, what's with the queuing, even though it says don't queue? And she said, oh, they do it every single day. And there is a ghost shop there. And people will queue for up to three hours to get in to buy. And I was thinking, okay, is it some kind of thing to do with the ghost tours and the, the stories in there and all, you know, that kind of stuff? They are buying little ghost figures that look like salt sellers. And this, I still kind of get my head around this. This has taken the world by storm. If people are like nearly every day queuing for three hours to buy these strange little things. Oh, Jesus. I don't get it. I honestly do not get it. The I'll have to send you an image. Well, we'll try and put an image up to show people, but we'll tell about something that's maybe what, like at the most, the length of your middle finger. People are just going mad for it. It's like I've gathered it's some kind of TikTok thing and people are really into it, but three hours of queuing and it creates untold chaos on the street. But hell. Yeah, I think you're safe, safe doing the VR racing to Boris than uh, bringing yourself into the madness of looking at that stuff. Oh, good grief. Yeah, I'll stay in my man cave, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's three hours just to pick up a, a salt, salt seller. I mean, basically, yeah, it's, it's a salt seller without even the ability to hold any salt or even nay pepper. Um, it, <laughs> I just could of all the things I saw that day, that was the one I could not get my head around at all. Truly, truly bizarre that people would do that. But obviously, this company who make them are cleaning up. I mean, it will only have so much of a lifespan, this thing, but you can find them on eBay and they're going at some really mentally inflated prices. But clearly, they've found something that must work. I mean, we tried to go to the most haunted pub in 
York, but it was closed. <laughs> so so that's a no-no. But we did get to see the, the spectre of people queuing for, yes, three hours to buy these wee ghosty things. I think there's some kind of tour within the building, but come on. It's a salt. Sh- I could I could just get a salt shaker and drill some holes in. I could probably create the same thing. Uh, at what point in history will historians go? And this was the exact moment when people went batshit crazy and started doing things they'd never done before. Because and that's, that's yeah. not normal. But that, that's got to be what in twenty years in the making that people mm. would. I know that people used to do it for toys at Christmas. Yeah. And stuff like that. But this whole fanaticism is mind bending. And it is fanaticism. And the thing is, it's it will only have so long a shelf life until people are looking at, you know, it's either beanie baby craze. People bought them thinking they'd become something. They'd, they'd be great money spinners and collectibles for people. And ain't the case anymore. And that's going to be the situation yeah. with the York ghosts. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm, well, I'm not trying to shit on the company because I actually take my heart to them. They create an absolutely brilliant thing that people want to buy. I'm just kind of like astounded by <laughs> the people are buying them. It's the giddiness, exactly. It's the giddiness that people have, that sudden rush of blood, blood to the head that they just go out and do shit. And it's like, what happened to your self-control? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna Show send me. you the I'm gonna send you an image of one on the uh on our little uh feed and I want you to see what you think of it. I wanna mm. I want to I want to see what your reaction is to this this wonderful product. Really? That's it, yeah, that is it. Now again I do take my half to them because these people are they'd be reeking money like no one's business. But it's I mean, that amazing that, thing. Have we misunderstood? Is is this a butt plug? Well, th- that was commented on as well, that it does in fact look like a sex toy. And when I was showing the image of it to my friends, I got the same reaction, though, of what? Really? That? <laughs> that? But yeah, it does kind of look like a... Unless that could be it, you know. We, we Maybe we've misunderstood the assignment. Maybe it's not being sold as a, a wee ghosty thing that goes on people's shelves. Yeah. Maybe it that- is in fact a sex toy. Yeah, and they're not eyes. That's uh, where you would clip on, a, on on attachments or something. Yeah, maybe we just totally misunderstood the assignment. But uh, yeah, ghost people. Again, I take my half to you that you've created this amazing product. I'm just slightly baffled by it, but maybe I'm just not the target audience. That could be. Yeah. But I mean, hell, if you're willing to queue up for three hours, you've got to be invested in the product. So I doff my hat to them. If we have any giddy uh, salties, perhaps they could enlighten us. You know, so anyone's any of our salties, yeah. Anyone's following on TikTok or whatever it is, or who's yeah. already bought one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enlighten us, lighten us, old misery guts. <laughs> it's James and I. Yeah. <laughs> well, there were less people. There were less people queuing up to get into the ivy than they were to get into the the uh, the, <laughs> the ghost shop. I just what? <laughs> well, in terms of like in terms of comparison, what was the queue size for the the world's biggest shit compared to uh, the oldest I shit? didn't I did not see the world's biggest shit because we had no interest in going to the York <laughs> Viking Museum. So I'm afraid to say it's a no no on that one. I know because Gemma was desperate for me to go to the world's biggest shit. I don't know why. Maybe it's something that you know it's one of Gemma's deep dark fantasies about looking at shit. If it works for her, fair no. enough. No kink shaming on here, is there? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no kink shame. If it works for it, you know. Whatever gets your juices flowing. Yep. A round of applause on that one, if that, that works for it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't work for me, but you know, horses for courses. And did you get to walk down the River Ruse? Uh, we did a bit of that kind of stuff, yeah. I mean, the whole thing, it was really uh, just a, it's been years, and I do mean years since I've been to York, so it's really nice to kind of ref- get a refresher of doing it. Um, the, the more interesting thing is that following the map system in York is not the easiest of things to do to find where, you know, where places are because you'll get to a point that it'll, the map will almost kind of lose the ability to show you where you're supposed to be, even using, you know, Google Maps. So I got very close and nearly got lost at one stage, but I went to shop and this lady was like, no, you're like five minutes from me. Just go down that street. I'm thinking there's no resemblance to anything else, but you know. None of that reminds me of driving through France. Mm. Oh, Paris is vaguely in that direction. Yeah. And you find yourself on a little lane somewhere. There was there was a, a T uh, junction. Yeah. Where it says Normandy, you yeah. know, in Brittany, and you're like, oh. Yeah, I saw the weirdest thing of, I don't know if you'd seen it on the, on the paper on driving, and we will get off car corner. I promise, tadpoles. But um, some people, I think they've been in Cornwall or something, and they basically they were hol- or they were holiday makers, and they followed the sat now onto the tightest uh, kind of like pathway known to man, and basically lodged the car between two walls. God, I mean, I would like to hope that I would not be that stupid. Hmm. But how many times have we just fallen into that trap of, all right, if you say so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I had that quite a few times of late when we were, I mean, I took me and my friends, uh, my father went to a, to see Nick Kershaw in concert in Manchester. It was very good. But when it came to parking, we were going to an unknown location for it. I'd n- we'd never been to this place before. And we're kind of like doubting what the sat-nav tells us. Now, the difference here is the sat-nav was actually so spot-on, it was freaky, and it took me directly into the car park I needed. But every instinct in my head was going, nah, I can't be there. I've got to turn left. Yeah. But, yeah, no. The uh, I do laugh, especially lorries, where they go past the bigger oh, sign that yeah. says no HGVs. Oh, the sign that always says, if your sat-nav tells you to go here, don't follow it. You see that yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. And then the people to get on the beaches. I mean, again, what is you know, that about? Yeah. Again, in, in the future, well, historians point to the moment and go, this is the moment when people became stupid and thought, yeah, let's park on a beach. <laughs> yeah, I can't fathom that. And you've seen quite a few people doing it as well. It's a truly, you know, how to destroy your car and destroy the ability for everyone else to use the beach. Yeah. I mean, these people have got to be city dwellers but even then surely you are aware of the tides you have watched something nautical in your life to be aware of what a tidal tidal system is i don't know if it's just that i think we're, we're dealing with the i mean it's a bit like with the ghosties it's become this tiktok generation so it's people who are probably quote-unquote influencers who are going oh i can get a wonderful shot of the car against this the sea and the cliffs and whatever and then they go oh crap i can't get off the beach yeah yeah or, or they've seen the Peugeot advert or something where mm. the, the the millennials who clearly would never be able to afford that car in real life uh, mm-hmm. and have driven across the beach and then they cut to a scene with them having a picnic on the sand dunes, leaving you with the impression that they're part of the car on the beach. That's probably what's... <laughs> <laughs> 
or the favourite. You know, they decide to have a little, you know, campfire on the beach. Yeah, because that's going to go down well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Those people who uh, who like barbecues on the sand <laughs> take the barbecue well, away and then immediately stand where the barbecue is and wonder why they've got third degree burns. Yeah, scorched feet. I mean, we've already seen the fun. I don't know if you've seen the the joy of Luton Airport at the moment. Thank God I, I wasn't at that airport. I mean, it was bad enough when I had to go to and drop somebody off at Manchester Airport of late, but that's a story for another time. The Luton Airport one's terrified. <laughs> I, I laugh, but I shouldn't do. The thing what happened because it like basically the the level of destruction it created is truly terrifying. Where basically the entire multi-story car park has now gone up or gone down as i understand it and it stemmed from a vehicle fire and it basically has, has taken everything out i mean it, you had to abandon the airport there's untold damage to cars and it's i mean it's the weirdest thing and i don't think there's anything nefarious to it it looks like there's just been some fire in a vehicle and boom all gone yeah and that's the problem with car park fires is they do rapidly spread from car to car yeah, Especially when there's a, a leak. Yeah. I think it was 1,500 cars, I think they're saying, mm. were destroyed. Oh, that's not good. That yeah. is not good at all. And can you imagine coming back to that one after you've been on holiday and going, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's gone. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, there should be a car park here, surely. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe yeah. it's that one over there. But I've got my yeah. clicker and nothing's flashing. You, yeah, you're clicking <laughs> and nothing's happening. <laughs> you, you just hear this pitiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's that coming you just, from? Oh, you see this one one remaining light just blinking and flickering slightly. In a sad, pathetic way. <laughs> How do you uh, explain that to you, insurer? Oh, that's it. Oh, well, did you leave the cars in the vehicle? Uh, the keys in the vehicle? <laughs> it's like, what to do with anything? <laughs> what vehicle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, speaking of, of, we will come off of Car Corner, but um, you've just... Uh, never, sh- never. <laughs> you know, every now and again, one of us on this episode um, will pay a twat tax for something silly. <laughs> yeah, I might be able to add to that. Go on. Yeah. You know, whether it's driving into uh, a deer or mm. leaving your car where cyclists and other vehicles can hit it outside your house. Mm. Um, well... Coming back from a recent trip away, um, I managed to scrape my car along a massive metal gatepost. It happens, though. I've been there in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, really? (laughs) What? You're you're handing you're handing this car back in nine months time. Mm hmm. What are you doing? <laughs> and I had a massive argument with my um, original insurers going, why are you increasing my policy? I've, I've not had an accident. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm 44 years old. I'm a careful driver. Mm. So I changed to a new insurer. <sighs> Glad I did. <laughs> Imagine that phone call. Hey. Remember I said, <laughs> how dare you increase my premium because I'm a careful driver at 44 years old? Um, well, I need to uh, log a single person accident, please. <laughs> it's now, that having known of companies, there are companies who will expressly will allow repairs on vehicles to, to save you having to go through insurance nastiness. Is that an option open to you? 
Well, the thing is, I thought the damage was a lot more than it was. Right. Uh, so I thought, you know what? I've just got to bite the bullet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably going to... I looked at it, and, you know, I sort of did that bloke's estimation. <sighs> yeah, that's going to be about a grand, two grand. <laughs> you know, new back... And it, you know, new rear door, new wheel arch, paint jobs, new, you know, labour, uh, you know, coffee man, how How... Hang on, how hard did you hit this thing? I mean, I when I you know I know how much work that would entail. So, but the, I can relate because whenever you do any bit of damage, you always have that moment where you rub your hand over it and like bits of paint start flaking off of metal, and you're thinking, oh yeah. god. Yeah, and you're thinking the gap between the door and the bodywork really shouldn't be, you know, finger-sized, oh. you know, mm. <laughs> you know. So I thought, you know what? Don't be a twat about it. This is why you have insurance. Just bite the bullet uh mm-hmm. thankfully i've got um no claims protection so you Good. know so it, it, i will pay a bit of a premium but not much of a premium so but anyway yeah so the car went in last friday mm-hmm. and then they called me up and went yeah we won't need new parts <laughs> Oh, that's good. So is yeah. it going to be just a, a filler and polish kind of job? I, I think it's going to be, yeah, basically good old-fashioned panel beating and oh, then a respray. So, you know, well, absolutely fantastic. So it's not going to be the couple of grand that I fought for OEM Audi parts um, plus, mm-hmm. you know, fitting in labour. Yeah, it's just going to be buffing. <laughs> buffing I mean, you, you, you do have to recognise, Andy, that we are God-tier drivers and owners, despite the comment, you know, Andy, Andy, uh, you know, had the bump. Andy, to explain, Tampos has done this because as a fellow God tier Audi owner slash driver, he's done that just to make you mere mortals feel all right about yourself, you know, to show that, you know, he's not really done it on, you know, it's it's happened, but it, it's the word accident. It's, an, it's a kind accident to show you that, you know, it could happen to us as well. Now, even David Beckham would miss a penalty yeah. or free kick or two. He would, he would. You yeah. see, you know, we, 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 you know, these things happen to even us, us, yeah. you know, above Yeah, yeah. She, she will miss a high note every now and again. Mm. Yeah, and we as God tier Audi drivers and, and owners will, uh, you know, occasionally have an incident of, of sorts, but you know, only a teeny one, nothing yeah. too major. Touch wood. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing: people don't realise just how tiring it is to be at that level. Correct. I mean, it that's is the tiring. Thing. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and and we are better than BMW drivers because we do actually know what an indicator is. Well, we paid for that, that optional extra, didn't we? <laughs> we did. We did. It cost a lot of money, that one. We were there, yeah. sir, do you want them? Do you want the uh, indicators? And I said, you know what, damn it, to hell with the cost, I'll take them, you know, to help my fellow unlucky other un, un, you know, road users who don't have Audis, you know. You know, uh, but as you know, was pointed out by one of my former colleagues, when you shake hands at the dealers, the twat gene is passed to you. Oh, well, that's what he says. There's a non-Audi owner. You know, I yeah. call it the, you know, the wonder gene. It's the one that unlocks the car for you. <laughs> if you were to jump into an Audi without shaking that hand, I mean, you could handle it, but you'll just be an average, you know, what, Ford <laughs> driver. <laughs> It'll be no better than a, a transit van level, mm. you, know, you know. You can you can hang it around, you know. You can barge your way through, but there's no real finesse. Yeah, it's true. You ain't lying. You are telling the gods honest truth. It's that moment whenever you do anything that kind of like bumps or damages the car. I've, I'm going to ask Andy, do you feel worse that you've done it 
you know, you've caused the problem because I you invariably find yourself getting very angry with yourself. Or do you kind of like just getting resigned to what's happened? I get a bit huffy. I mean, in yeah. mitigation, because obviously there's always got to be mitigating circumstances. Yes. Um, parking is a bit of an issue. Uh, right. Getting into the compound. Um, but it doesn't excuse me for doing what I did. But because I pulled in at a different angle, I wasn't thinking, you know. So I was pissed off that mm-hmm. I, I had to succumb to the twat tax, you know, because mm-hmm. I think, as everyone knows, a twat tax always gets paid when you can least afford it. You know, it's just like, oh, I mean, do you do this to yourself on purpose? I mean, why don't you just get a ball gag and be done with it? You know, <laughs> <laughs> prance around get a, in your gym suit all day. You know, yeah, just, I'll ju- just, yeah, get a cat of nine tails and slam yourself on the back repeatedly with it. Yeah, yeah, you know, slam, slam a certain something in a certain door, you know, repeatedly. But, yeah, so it was... Some people would pay for that, but go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, as you say, it's like you're, you're pissed off with yourself, and then yeah. you're mortified and embarrassed, um, <laughs> and then you just go, oh, for fuck's sake. I only laugh, and you always do the moment you look around and go, did anybody see this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, how can I start this out if someone saw it? <laughs> Who put that gate there? <laughs> <laughs> or invariably, if it's in somewhere like a multi-story and something goes wrong, you find yourself going, I hate this place, I hate this bloody place. Mm. And, do you know, it, it's exactly that kind of thing that I did to my car at mm. home, is why when mm. I go to a multi-story p- car park, if I'm going around and I'm seeing, all, oh, actually, all of these spaces are really fucking tight, I go straight yes. to the top. I go straight to the top. I don't care if there is a single bay, you know, in a bay of three, the middle bay is the one that's protected from not hitting the the pillars. I know that everyone else doesn't want to hit those pillars, so they'll all end up having to climb in through a wheel arch into my car because I can't get in through a door, <laughs> you know, up through the exhaust pipe, through the engine and into out through the air vent, you know, because you just know where you're getting in your car. And you're like, how did you even get out of your car? Did you get out and just push it in? <laughs> well, it's like the trick I always try and do when I'm parking a car park that my father instilled in me is that if you can park into a corner where there's something on one side of you, it's, you know, like, Oh, there's nothing on one side. You're, like, you're in the furthest point of the car park. It's always a bit easier because you're less likely to find something slamming into you. Touch wood. That's the plan, anyway. That's how yeah. it's supposed to work out in theory. But I've, uh, you do see some truly shocking parkings. In fact, there's a great uh, site on Facebook called Shite Parking. Uh, all right. People, people have just gone around taking pictures of really bad parking car parks. And I'm going to be honest, I was guilty and could have been photographed because... I went and uh, had to do some shopping. I've been having parts of my house redecorated. I had to pick up some more paint. And I parked in what I thought was a perfectly normal car park space, reversed to the corner perfectly and stopped, got out. And as I'm wandering into the, the, the shop, I looked down and realized they weren't the vertical portrait-style parking spaces that I assumed. No, they were the horizontal parking spaces. So I wasn't even in a parking bay at all. <laughs> It was very good park. I mean, if it had been in a correct parking space, it was beautiful. I was in there within what I thought the lines. It was great. <laughs> have you ever done done it where the people either side of you have parked cockeye? Mm-hmm. So what you think is a, is going in straight when you get yeah. out? Uh, yes. <laughs> who who's at fault here? <laughs> yeah. 
How how are we at a forty five degree angle? Yeah, going at overlapping lines and just praying yeah. that <laughs> But it's when no one comes. It's when you've had to park badly because of other people, you like you better all be here when I get back. Yeah, because if my much. car yeah. if my car is left alone like that, I'm not taking the blame for this. Yeah, been there, done that. I mean the the other one that you don't want to get on the is the uh the 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 parking up and I swear this happens on purpose so they can get people. So you park up, you go to the meter to pay. Meter doesn't work. Oh. But no, but there's always the option, isn't there now, to pay on an app or yeah. you know by sending a text or something. So I can only assume they work on the principle that they're going to get somebody somewhere who'll go, well the machine doesn't work, can't get a ticket, and then they go, no, nope, you could have done hit you with a lovely fine. <laughs> I know it's uh, this is why, ladies and gentlemen, I don't leave the house. Well, I was going to ask, what is your future vehicle plan once this one goes back? Well, this is this is the conundrum, because soon you're not going to be able to have a fun car and people are going to spit at you. But I just don't do the mileage. I really Mm. just don't drive the car. So I don't know. I'm almost tempted to just not replace it. And I can see that. I can see why, because you hit the nail on the head when you said, what is going to be left on the, you know, on cars? So they want us to, I mean, they've increased the time now. Further, you know, further on in the future, it's going to be, you've got to have an electric car and cost of electric cars is, even for kind of like a bog stand vehicle, is pretty damn steep. And you don't want one of them secondhand, not at the moment, not until there's a proper battery warranty and repair and swap out in place so i think at the moment the cost of a battery is almost a new car i think um yeah i don't know if i got that wrong but i'm sure that was what i heard um yeah the only issue with not actually having a car is when you do need one and then need to insure yourself you're then you're treated as a as a child again yeah because you have no history like you completely forget to drive over a four-year period Oh, what is this? Um, which is what happened to me when I came back from Germany. You know, they mm. they were like, oh, yes, that, that'll be £1,800, please, sir. <laughs> what now? Well, speaking of insurance, I was talking to my father on it recently, and uh, he's had to renew his insurance, and he's a pretty safe driver. And to be all, you know, he's driven for many years, and the renewal they sent through to him was a 60% increase. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> It's the idea to just not make people want to drive. I and mean, he said, I'm not 17. You are aware of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if humans were doing the risk analysis, would they come out with the same result? Hmm. I mean, I felt I felt rather sorry. My dad, when he was telling me about the conversation he'd had with the, the broker, who was basically saying, yeah, you know, I can't even get good insurance anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And what we're paying for. That, yeah. That's the thing, you know. Is it because of the scams out there that everyone's pulling? You know, the cash for mi- crash scams. I think it's a mixture of scams. It's also people who drive without insurance, and it's also factoring the fact that you know, from what we are quote unquote told, the price of uh, parts has gone up, repair levels, costs, all costs increasing. I mean, I don't buy into all of it. Um, I wonder if there is a push to try and get people to not drive. It's, it's probably there to some degree. But it's it's insane because it's going to end up where people are completely priced out. Yeah. It's, that isn't a fair system. And, you know, and to be fair, you know, if I got a fruity, fruity car, because I'd love, I'd love to have like an AMG, 
M4 or uh, an RS, you know, an RS4 mm-hmm. or, you know, admittedly it would have to be a, an estate uh, nowadays, but mm-hmm. you can't enjoy them. You can only enjoy them from 0 to 60, 0 mm-hmm. to 70, you know, if, if your traffic lights on on a motorway slip road. <laughs> well, the, the problem is most of the time on motorways now, um, average speed cameras, motorway repair work. Yeah. So, yeah, where's the fun? Yeah, you know, so as I've got my sim rig, why not I just do my crazy driving in that? Um, but still, I'd like a car that, you know, when I just need to quickly overtake a tractor, quickly nip out into lane three um, mm-hmm. to, you know, get past someone who's doing 64 miles an hour in the second lane. Um, whoa, know. whoa, 60. Whoa, whoa, 64. No, let's not go mad. I've seen even better. I've seen people doing about, I don't know, 20 miles an hour in 60 zones. That's yeah. one that gets your blood pressure going. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I push people down a race circuit. Can I do that in real life? <laughs> I, I was just to say, I wouldn't bring that into your, your real life day to day driving. That will not end well. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, push the pass. <laughs> but on the electric car front, if you want to talk about real fun, we discussed the terrible fire at Luton Airport. Electric cars are pretty good, you know, for uh, suddenly bursting into flames. Mm. Oh, yes. Oh yes, well, the, the fire brigade have got to carry special uh, extinguishing equipment. Haven't yeah, they? yeah, yeah. Because it's not as simple as it would be putting out a normal fire. Yeah. So I'm going to throw this out to the tadpoles because this is going to be a slightly shorter episode um, than normal. What do you think Andy should do? Should he embrace the electric future and get some like little granny vehicle, you know, one of those tiny little Honda things, looks like a toy car? Or should he go hell for leather and get something just gas guzzling and mental and, you know, like loud? You know, can, yeah, like find a brake horsepower and damn the environment. Yeah. Something that, do I do it? Do I please Greta or become Greta's <laughs> mortal enemy? Yeah. So it's do you have a smiley Greta face or do you have Greta crying and, and red faced and angry? Yeah. How very dare you? Yeah. Yeah. So tadpoles, <laughs> the, the fate is in your hands. <laughs> Give us some of your STIs. Yeah. Yes, please. But not, you know, the painful itchy sort. Don't want yeah. that. No, no, just just your tadpole interactions. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm well, sure Gemma wants to hear from you all. <laughs> yeah, in fact, yeah. Specifically, we don't want them. We, and if, you, if you're upset by the idea of, you know, those, you know, those driving very big, powerful, manly cars that will create environmental problems. We don't need to know about this. The only person who really needs to know about this is Gemma. She's she wants to do it. She is. She, she wants those emails and Twitter messages, well, X as it now is messages. So, you know, ensure that they're sent to her post haste. Yeah. But not us. And she yep. can, because she wants to talk to us about it. I mean, the thing is that she may not be here right now, but she, that's because she wanted us to raise this topic with the knowledge that she could discuss it with us. Isn't that right, Andy? Yeah, yeah. And she says she, I think I remember her words were, she didn't want to influence the outcome. That's correct. She didn't. She didn't. She wanted yeah. to, to, to give us a fair and free discussion about it. Yeah. So, but she, but she needs that information. Yeah. Especially yeah. the people who are unhappy. She really wants to know about the people who are unhappy about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, she doesn't. She doesn't like positivity. She she made that very very clear. No, negative I only. Mean, yeah, negative only. And the thing is also, you've got to remember that she's so full of rage and anger, she will just absorb it, and it'll make her stronger. The incredible gem. 
dog yeah, makes me also, happy. <laughs> she's also a bit like the, uh, the Emperor on Star Wars, you know, you know, the suffering and the anger and the hate that it just feeds her. <laughs> oh, we're in trouble when she hears this. <laughs> in fact, who's doing the editing? Because if she's editing, if, in fact, if you're hearing this, I think James did the edit. If you don't hear this, well, you can hear it. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're dead. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, it was nice knowing you. It has been lovely knowing you. I'm glad we got to touch base before it's the Gemma show on her own, talking yeah. consult to herself. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess then, I guess mm. we've been talking enough Codswallop. We have. It's been a short one, but it has been a wonderful one. So, as ever, I've been James. I've not been Gemma. I've been Andy. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Remember, everyone, get those emails into Gemma. No, no positivity. None at all. Nothing. Just all negativity. 24-7.